Okay, yes, we can, uh, we can start. Okay, I'm pleased to introduce uh, the speaker of today. Professor Xu is an assistant professor at the Department of Computer Science, University of Texas at San Antonio. He received his PhD in Computer Sciences in 2000 from Fudan University in China. Um, he carries on a lot of research in the area of system-oriented security analysis and, and design with emphasis on cryptographic design and analysis. He has a lot of funds from, from agencies such as NSF, ERO. So you can find many more information about his research on his website. So I'll give you the floor. Thank you, Professor Okay, so today I'm going to talk about uh, privacy driven, privacy preserving access control with uh, mixed credentials. This is a joint work uh, with uh, Marty Young from Colombia. First, I will introduce you a brief uh, introduction on the motivation of this research. And then I will uh, discuss some uh, ingredients that have been uh, adopted in this work. And I really see that this work is like the, the, the um, first work of a line of research. So I'm really happy about it. Uh, and then I will uh, present you a specific uh, product, I mean, uh, uh, construct, which is called assembly signatures. And then we will discuss how to incorporate in revocability into assembly signatures, which is sometimes important. And then we will conclude with some uh, very challenging open problems. Some of, most of which I have sorted quite a bit, but then no solution yet. So, so uh, the overall motivation is to do uh, access control in particularly large scale decentralized systems, uh, which is sometimes really interesting. So, and, uh, so actually I have several things I can talk about, but I deliberately uh, choose this topic because uh, uh, many um, researchers like Professor Bertino, Linghui, and so on, they, have, they know much better uh, about the policy or that kind of thing uh, uh, than me, so I really hope I get some feedback. Okay, in such systems, uh, overall there is no centralized uh, authority, okay? And uh, each, our participant in the system does not even have the picture of the whole system, only a view or partial of the system, okay? Uh, so the, always the service provider or the resource owner, they determine some policy based on their uh, view of the system. And then uh, the service requester, they have certain uh, credentials, uh, hopefully whereby they can get access to the resource of the uh, providers, okay? That is a basic functionality, but in a more uh, kind of fancy, but it should be more useful version of the picture, we want more properties. The first thing is the privacy uh, preserving. Hopefully, the service requester uh, doesn't have to leak say, what credentials they have, or uh, not even say their identity or something like that. On the other hand, the, uh, the service provider may not even know which resource uh, the service uh, requester have access to. So there is a notion of like a PIR, private uh, information tool or something, it's kind of that, okay? Uh, but uh, today we're not getting into that more. And then of course, access control should be always uh, sticked to certain policies. Um, this is a really uh, old topic in computer security. And uh, sometimes the uh, community is really important, particularly if uh, 
anonymous access is allowed. So because the uh, anonymity protection should not be uh, used as a shield for doing something bad. So the law enforcement need to uh, get those bad guys uh, accountable. So uh, the, the problem is very natural, okay, because then these days like a peer-to-peer -peer system or something like that are really like a decentralized. Uh, however, there are a bunch of literature uh, schemes, uh, quite many, and many of them are contributed by the Pluto uh, community. So, but I do see that there are overall two uh, approaches. One approach is uh, able to accommodate many uh, advanced cryptographic constructs. So this is many done by the crypto community people. After since the particular since David Chong, and many of you uh, notions that he provided and many followers uh, did a tons of job. But somehow, not so surprisingly, the corrupt people, they don't consider policy, or at least not a flexible policy. They, they only consider policy something like uh, you probably already uh, familiar with, like a one out of one or two out of one at most. Okay. On the other hand, the other community, particularly the security community, they do uh, consider uh, very uh, flexible policies, but they don't really uh, uh, take full advantage of all the cryptographic constructs, as we will say. There are cases. Okay. So the motivation is why don't we? Um, the problem is well known, but we don't have uh, a fully uh, satisfactory solution either. So why don't we kind of say, unify the two approaches under the same framework? Okay, so kind of in order to do that, we will just uh, generalize each of uh, them a little bit. So hopefully we can achieve that. But it turns out there are many challenging problems. And uh, indeed, I would like to say this uh, is, uh, is uh, the first work which uh, reflects our preliminary uh, result. And there are many challenging uh, problems in order to achieve the ultimate goal. So we. Uh, Discuss briefly the ingredients which is uh, which are uh, adopted in this specific work. The first is about the uh, text time about the credentials, and then a class of policies which are accommodated by our work, and then there is a cryptographic ingredient called Sigma protocol. So we uh, classify credentials into four categories. One is uh, identity credential. So there is an explicit uh, uh, certificate like a 509, so everybody knows about it. And typically, the uh, uh, certificate is about its identity and the public key, or sometimes identity and the public key can merge in the context of identity-based crypto, or even identity-based security key crypto system. So there are, are such schemes, okay? They, uh, this is the one thing with this kind of credential is that there is no anonymity uh, whatsoever, okay? And the second one is uh, what uh, we call uh, Sudling uh, credentials. So there are still uh, explicit uh, certificates, but uh, they do achieve a little bit of anonymity because uh, they don't put your real name on the certificate. So there are some pseudonyms, just like uh, so your driver's license. If you don't like it, you put your SSA on it, you can select a random strand, something like that. But still, the anonymity is weak uh, because of linkability, which means if I see the same driver's license uh, uh, twice, then I know they are from the same guy. Even, even though from, at that point, I don't know exactly who is the guy. Okay. 
And then there is attribute credentials, uh, which still is an explicit uh, certificate. Uh, however, it could have many attributes, and the values could be encrypted. And then, based on some uh, zero knowledge proof or that kind of cryptographic techniques, uh, you can show you are really the owner of, of the uh, certificate. Okay, but still, it's a it's a weak anonymity because of an encryption. However, I recently I got some idea which can uh, can uh, probably uh, do something better, but I uh, have not uh, fully. Uh, Really, uh, investigated the, the details. So, so the last one is uh, anonymous uh, credentials, which uh, have been really uh, explored by the crypto community for a long time, um, more than fifteen years or so. Okay, and uh, indeed, uh, they are quite challenging, and only until like uh, two thousand or so, we had uh, some uh, really uh, nice uh, constructs. Uh, in such credentials, there is uh, no explicit uh, certificate, and uh, therefore they can uh, achieve strong anonymity in the sense that uh, even if uh, say yesterday I convinced you I have certain credential and uh, and uh, today so you don't even know they are from from the same person. Okay, so this is really strong, and the typical example is what we call uh, <coughs> is what is known as a group signature. Okay, basically group signatures means that you can convince a verifier that you are a member of uh, Purdue, but without identifying who you are. Okay, and even say tomorrow you went to the same shop, they don't know yesterday you, you were there. Okay, so the, the unlinkability of this problem has been really the driven force which uh, guides the research in corporate community for a long time and still be. And they say, particularly if you are familiar with the notion of electronic cash, you will realize there are tons of literatures that are really driven by this need. So uh, that is from one perspective. From another perspective, we can further classify the credentials into two uh, categories. One is non-anonymous and another uh, anonymous. So, uh, for the uh, non-anonymous, uh, so this is kind of standard uh, or scheme which you have a certain components. So you need to bootstrap the system, and you need like a kind of authority to issue the credentials, and then you need a protocol for people to show other people that they do have the credentials. Okay. Now for the anonymous, uh, there is one more uh, component is anonymity revocation, which means that if there is some sort of Something goes wrong, then the law enforcement or authority they can trace it back to the guy who is accountable for that. So yeah, so this is some kind of definition I I will not get into. So for the uh, probably the or what does that exactly means when we say our scheme is secure or our credential scheme is good? So we need to precisely specify the properties. So in the case of anonymous credentials, we need the correctness and the unforgeability. So they are quite a standard with the kind of the digital signature scheme. So, and then for the anonymous credentials, we we need a stronger version. In many cases, a stronger version of unforgeability, which is called full traceability and full 
Let me see. So by full traceability, which means that even if the adversary has compromised the many participants, even if the, the authority who is responsible for revoking anonymity, so it's still unable to uh, fake or any single new uh, credential. Okay. So the notion of full anonymity means that even if your machine is compromised today, the transactions you have done yesterday or days ago, it's still okay. The adversary cannot uh, uh, get the information that you did those transactions. So these are uh, kind of standard definitions, but it turns out that for these properties, it really took people many years to figure out. So actually, in crypto, our main difficulty is really to how to precisely capture this definition. Yeah, then this is just some formal definition. Now, the so, uh, second one is the policy. So we are accommodated the policy class of polynomial size, Morton threshold formula. Okay, so that is why we uh, said that this policy is not strong enough in the sense of the expression power. Uh, so here it means it is, it's a formula circuit and it has a, an or and a threshold gets threshold gets like a threshold circuit sharing or like a T out of one. So if T out of uh, any inputs uh, is true, then, oh, sorry, I think this is kind of, so you probably already see a bug in the, in the circuit. But anyway, so it shows this is like a two out of the three is true, then that get the output is true, okay. Uh, so here the input wires, you can define whatever it is. So you are either a member of to do, you could use say group signature or use uh, say uh, other credentials I mentioned, identity or pseudonym or attribute, okay. But overall, so this is the policy, this class of policy is accommodated. And uh, then you get the input wire and then you just traverse the circuit and then you know the policy, you know, if you have the credentials which satisfy the policy. So the access control is uh, facilitated. Uh, so suppose the service uh, own, uh, provider has such a policy, but how should you convince the service provider you have a satisfying assignment of this circuit, right? So the most straightforward way is you, you, you're kind of eager, you know, you just show all the credentials <coughs> to a service provider. So the service provider can pick some of them as long as they lead to a satisfying assignment. But that would, you know, really ruin many life properties, particularly if you are not paranoid about their fan privacy or that kind of thing, right? So we, we, we of course, want to do something better, okay? Um, yeah, so that is really something bad that we want to avoid. So we, for this specific, we show that for many popular credentials, you can actually achieve uh, much better, okay? You don't even, much better when you, you don't even need to show the uh, verifier which credentials you have, let alone so whatever the value is, okay? So the best that you can get is that he knows uh, the service requester is one among all the possible users who possess the satisfying uh, assignment to the policy, 
Okay. So because there could be a, a large number of people, then the, that is the policy the best that you can uh, hope for, right? Uh, and the third one is either uh, cryptographic ingredients, which we call the sigma products. So it's kind of a special zero knowledge uh, proof. Uh, you have uh, MPR relation R, and then you have a prover and the verifier. The prover have a witness W uh, of X, which belongs, uh, you know, is a certain MPR relation. So it can be polynomial time verified. And so this kind of sentence. So the characteristics of this kind of protocol is that uh, it has uh, three steps. First, uh, the prover sends some commitment to the verifier. Uh, so if we call it alpha, and the verifier sends some challenge back to the uh, prover, then the prover gives some answer to the challenge. So it's kind of a challenge response. And then the verifier will decide whether to accept the, the, the statement, which in this case is that you process the witness W such that uh, XW belongs to the MP relation R. Okay, so. So uh, for this kind of uh, uh, construct, uh, we need uh, three properties. Why is called completeness, which means as long as you have uh, such a rate list, then you can work with the success, okay? And then there is called, uh, some property called a special summonings, which means that if I challenge you twice and the for both challenges, you can give me the correct answer, then I can extract out your secret. Okay, that is something. Uh, so this is a kind of mental game which is used to capture this properties of the protocol, okay? And there is another property which is called special honest verifier, uh, zero knowledge, uh, which means that uh, if the adversary is the artist, uh, then there is a probabilistic polynomial time uh, simulator, which can simulate uh, the view, which means the interaction transepts uh, between the approver and the verifier without uh, using anything except the, the common input X, so which is uh, public. Okay, so this is a very nice uh, ingredient in, in, invented by um, Ron Kramer back in 94 in his PhD thesis. So when we uh, choose uh, the, this uh, ingredient as our building block because it has a nice feature that it allows uh, modular design. Okay, so modular uh, composition is something very nice. And uh, on the other hand, there are many, many credential schemes. They are belong to this, they persist this property. Okay, then that, that, that's the motivation why we use. And another feature is that for such uh, sigma protocol based identification, even if the adversary is a positive, then the signature scheme is uh, secure in the strongest sense. So we, we kind of get something for free. So that is nice. Of course, it has certain limitations. We will see a little bit about it later. So then uh, this is our, our concrete soup. Okay, we, we have some ingredients, the tomato, salt, or the, and then this is our first uh, dish. Okay, see how it looks like. Uh, overall, uh, the first work is about a general technique uh, which can somehow uh, translate or uh, uh, tr yeah, translate uh, a bunch of inputs into output which is something we want. Okay, 
So you, you take the input of some uh, uh, some uh, credential schemas uh, based on sigma protocols, and then the output is uh, is something we really want. Which means what we really want is the server provider has a policy, and then the the users they have certain credentials. They can convince the server provider that they are legitimate or authorized without uh, leaking whatever they have. Okay, that's something we want. And then we have a kind of big or side product called uh, the, uh, identification, which is a uh, interactive version of the assembly signature. So basically, in typical access control, you come to some server, you do some uh, interaction, one round or multiple rounds, and then you get approved, and then you can uh, get access to the resource you want, right? So this is actually um, uh, in that scenario of access control. So there is a rather quite interesting is that uh, this uh, construct or this dish has uh, a property which we would call inherent collaboration enabler. So you can see it as a feature and you can also see it as a tag. So in this sense, say this building has a, uh, the, the, the gate has a policy which means uh, the, under certain circumstances you can get into this building, right? So if I have all the credentials, I can get it. But what if I don't? I only have some of them. So if I have a friend who has others, which uh, if we can put them together, then we can get into the building. So, so using this is a tag or a feature. Sometimes uh, in certain applications, it would be a feature, but under certain other circumstances, using it is a tag, because you don't want people to collude, right? So if it is a tag, then we need to Take care of it, right? So you may think this is another manifestation of what I would like to dark side of distributed crypto system. So like a threshold system, people know very, very useful. But as we showed in our paper two or three years ago, in certain cases you can actually abuse the threshold crypto system to do the very bad things. Okay. So this is the full spectrum of what we would expect for. On the one end, if uh, only one side want to protect something, uh, no, if uh, nobody want to protect something, then the, you can achieve the best performance. So just to show, okay, I, I want this kind of credential, and it's, okay, I have one of them, I just give you, right? So it's the uh, best, uh, best performance uh, you can expect. And on the other end is that if both are very, uh, um, Cautious, they don't want to leak anything, you know, unnecessary. So you can expect that uh, the particle would be very expensive, many rounds and many uh, marginal explanations and so on. Okay. So here we stand. Uh, the, this work we stand in the between. So because we here are do not protect the policy itself, but we want to protect the privacy or anonymity of the, the service request. So we can achieve some like um, practical scheme, okay. And then for the assembly signature, of course, you need to define what that means, okay. Uh, this is really something like kind of pushed by the crypto community in the last decades or so. So you really need to define. So here we are. You need to define like you need some bootstrapping system, and then you need to maintain the system when people join or leave, uh, revoke the world, is something bad expect from the system. And then, of course, you need a signing algorithm and a verification 
which basically means how the service requesters interact with the service provider, right? That's the most uh, useful sense. Um, so for such a construct, we need to precisely define what does that mean when we say it's secure, okay? Yeah, of course, we need the, it to be correct in the sense that if you do process the credentials uh, which satisfy the <coughs> policy, okay, you should always be able to get in the, the, the house, otherwise uh, it's useless, right? And then on the other hand, uh, even if you include, or not you, some bad guy who has access to cre uh, credentials, mm -hmm. And uh, collude with many other people. They have legitimate access to credentials. Even they collude, they cannot uh, fake any single parts. Otherwise, uh, you know, uh, there is unauthorized the user can get in the buildings, and bad thing could happen very likely, right? So that's the intuition. And the anonymity uh, means that, uh, uh, as I already mentioned, the intuition is that the service provider or the verifier cannot infer who exactly you are among the large candidate pool. So they're not, for example, that. So we can assume a service provider where the adversary knows that there are, say, 100 people who possess those credentials, right? Because you have the credential uh, issuing process or authority, right? So they know which people have credentials. So even this kind of information is leaked to the adversary. The adversary can still not get anything more than say one over 100. Okay, so basically a random guess. So in that count, so we can even actually just consider two. So we just let the adversary to guess. So the adversary can make a guess with a probability significantly more than 50%, right? So this is kind of a standard definition in cryptography. So if that is achieved, which means if that is forced to do random guess, then we say we achieved something we like. So that's a desired property. So this is a, yeah, the formal definition. And it's a kind of interesting that in order to prove the properties of the assembly signature schemes, we somehow, I, I cannot directly prove it. So we kind of introduce something else and then we were Anyhow, finally we'll get there what we want, but just like it's not a something, you cannot go, I cannot go directly. So we define the identification scheme, which is kind of the interactive version of the simple signatures, which is non-interactive. So you see the policy provider signature, you get it into the door. Okay, here maybe we have some interaction, okay. Uh, and then we, Define two properties for the interaction scheme. One is what we call strong security. It, of course, still requires uh, correctness. Uh, and then we uh, specify, uh, define what is called extended special somebodies. So it's extended uh, from the uh, special somebodies of the underlying sigma protocols. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of a generalization. And it says basically the same thing but just like in a bigger uh, context. So if you can answer the same challenge twice, then I can get a, uh, a bunch of credentials which correspond to uh, a satisfying uh, assignment. So that is uh, fundamentally the same as a single standard uh, sigma protocol. But here we're kind of a composite or compound, okay. 
And the other property is also a generalization of the artist verifier zero knowledge, which means if the challenge is truly chosen random, then we can simulate. Okay. And then the anonymity, so which is the same. If there are two artist users, so the the adversary or the service provider can only guess with fifty percent. Okay. Then that one must be negligible. So, and then another part is uh, we call security. It, it is kind of interesting in the sense that, so the same object, you define the properties from one perspective, just like what we have did. And then from other perspective, you would look like, oh, it looks like, uh, uh, say from this perspective, you either look like an elephant. From the other perspective, it look like a monk. Yeah. Maybe there is no such, some, such thing like that, but, it's kind of like that here. So from a rather perspective, we define security uh, in the following sense. First is the correctness, of course. So which means if you persist the uh, satisfying assignment, you should always succeed. Okay. And then now, uh, no impersonation, which means that if you do not persist any uh, uh, satisfying assignment, you cannot succeed. Okay. So even if you you have like five credentials, but five is not a no, then you cannot search. And then anonymity is, uh, the, uh, is the same, in the same sense. So uh, this is our yeah, this is our form of translation. So given that uh, this is a very, very like a 10,000 feet high level description of the signing algorithm, uh, which took me some hours to figure out, but it's not very difficult. So the basic idea is that first you traverse the the circuit or the policy, and then you know whether you are legitimate or not, right? If the, the circuit, the output is true, then you know, yes, you are uh, authorized, right? So then uh, for some technical reason, you need to uh, kind of discount or um, forget some credentials which are not necessary. So by necessary, I mean, uh, if you know a subset of the credential, as long as they are, uh, you can just use a subset of your credentials as long as it corresponds to a satisfying assignment. Okay, so you figure it out and then you kind of uh, discount the others because they are kind of redundant. Okay, and then you, from bottom up to the root, you uh, for each input word to the uh, uh, leaf gate, you do kind of the standard or the, the sigma protocol. You make some pre, uh, commitment. Okay, and then you calculate the challenge. Uh, use some idea of hash function or random oracle, which then the output is affiliated with the output where the root. And then you, you kind of just traverse uh, top down, read first uh, order, and then you kind of you how to calculate the challenges for each input wire of each leaf gate. So that they are uh, consistent in the sense that they are consistent with the, 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 the gates. If it and, you, you do certain way. If it or, you do certain other way. And then if it is threshold, you do certain other way. Okay. And then you, you are further um, bottom up. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, we will show the exactly complex. And then uh, finally, you, 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 you have kind of uh, completed the Kind of annotation of the policy uh, circuit, and so that, that is a signature. 
So this is a basic, very high-level description of the signing algorithm. And for the verification, you mainly check the consistency, the, the challenges, how are they shared so by each gate. For each gate, you check they are consistent. And then for the input, each input wire to the leaf gates, each gate is really valid or consistent with the challenge and the, sorry, it was a commitment and the response. So here is, uh, is the, the copy of the algorithm. You cannot see it. We don't see it. So here is a security analysis. We can prove that any strongly secure assembly identification scheme is also secure assembly identification scheme. So the arrow means uh, imply. And uh, we can prove that uh, secure, sec security of assembly uh, identification scheme is equivalent to security of assembly signature scheme. So, so what we what is missing is just this piece. If we can prove that our uh, assembly identification scheme is strongly secure, then immediately it means that it is secure. So, if it's secure, then the signature scheme is secure. So, what the properties are. Uh, Frequency defined. So we uh, we formally achieve what we want from a security perspective. Here is the performance uh, for the signing algorithm. It's, uh, it's not that bad, but uh, overall the size of the signature is proportional to the size of the of the policy, right? Or the, the circuit. Okay. And uh, the Particularly the very time-consuming modular exponentiations, it's just a proportional to the number of input wires to the leaf gates. So that's uh, still okay. Of course, we can get rid of that better. So that is actually one very interesting um, future work. And the communication com uh, complex is uh, just kind of, uh, kind of kind of quadratic. So it's still not that bad. So, yeah. Uh, invoking the instances of the uh, the sigma protocol is that uh, that uh, big order of B uh, of B. What's B? B is the the total number of input wires to the policy. So the total of uh, total number of input wires to the leaf gates. No, but this is only invoking them. But then they are they may be expensive. Mm. The sigma protocol maybe is expensive, so there should be another bullet saying how much each one of the protocol uh, institutions costs. Oh, okay, yeah, that's actually a very good uh, point. Uh, fortunately, the thing is that uh, all such schemes right now we can achieve a uh, constant size. So, so yes, so it's not a constant. So, yeah, but it's a good point. Yeah, so. So they are all characterized as constant. For example, in the case of group signature, you may want to prove you are wire among 1,000 people. So the complexity is still constant. But if you run a zero knowledge proof on proving your uh, license plate or mm -hmm. your license, your ID, mm -hmm. it is not that uh, that simple. It is a complicated uh, procedure. Mm, not really. I, at least in this specific context, it's really cheap in the sense that just a constant number of uh, uh, multiplied exponentials. 
so for the representation, we have kind of a corresponding um, complexity uh, measurement. Okay, and then uh, we kind of actually, so because uh, the main issue is that uh, the complexity is kind of proportional to the size of the uh, policy circuit. So we can achieve a little bit better. So we can do this at the protocol level. So by which we mean that we can kind of prune the, 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 the policy circuit. So of course, this will be the, uh, the price is paid as a kind of uh, privacy uh, degradation. So before the policy is pruned, so the potential side of the in the specific scenario I mentioned, like say 1,000, right? But if you prune the policy, then the potential size could be 500. So you kind of degrade the privacy guarantee from 1 over 1,000 to 1 over 500. So that is our trade-off, okay? And, and indeed, our Sunday algorithm has a heuristic uh, to give you uh, how to prune it. So it's not a problem. However, if you want to achieve optimal, then you have to uh, solve some NPR problem. Okay, so it's easy to find some reduction from there. So, but uh, in practical, uh, in practice, then it is, should be uh, good enough. I'm trying to uh, wrap it soon, so we have more time to discuss. So, other another. Um, and another approach to uh, improve the privacy that is a uh, primitive level. Indeed, for many, not many, but for some credential schemes, we can actually uh, <coughs> prune the scheme. So the, the last thing is that when you use those credential schemes, uh, standard one, you don't need this. But if you kind of doing this, which is a kind of overlay, so you build the, uh, the standard system, use some high-level uh, applications, then you can do that. So that is okay. So this, this is the other uh, approach to uh, improve performance if you're really uh, concerned about it. <coughs> and there is another issue. So far, the schemes, they cannot allow the law enforcement to, uh, to hold those bad guys accountable because everyone could be the, the guy who uh, just requested the access. Okay, because they really hide very largely in our information security concerns who they are. So sometimes we need a revocation, which means when the leader arrives, the FBI can really lock your door. Of course, they don't lock the hope they don't lock the wrong door. So uh, it turns out, say, at a very uh, Prelim, uh, very uh, first examination, you realize that mm -hmm, the online are language credential schemes. They already had this kind of uh, capabilities. Okay, so can can this kind of be uh, reused in the high level so that the FBI can can achieve the similar functionality? It turns out, that ironically, that they they are using this in this sense exactly because of the sim you can simulate. By you, I mean the others can simulate. Okay, so this is something really uh, interesting. So we so far have only a partial solution, which that is a restriction that the policy formula or circuit uh, has to be a DNF. You can transfer it into DNF, and then there are some uh, crypto tricks, which allows we to achieve uh, uh, allows us to achieve uh, replication. 
But uh, the, the, there is another uh, restriction that because we got communist threshold gate. So the input wires have to be logarithm to the security parameter. Otherwise, uh, you know, I don't know how can you transfer it into DNF without, you know, with a polynomial expansion. Okay, so we're kind of a partial solution towards very uh, restricted class of the whole uh, class of palisade, okay. And uh, so if we achieve that, then if you treat the inherent collaboration in neighbor, I just uh, mentioned it before, if you, I have something, you have something, we put it together, we can convince the verifier we are legitimate. So if you, if you think that is a tag and not a, instead of a feature, then this can help out. Okay. Yeah, then I relate to work. Basically, it's uh, uh, two lines of research because as I already mentioned, we're really trying to kind of uh, try to generalize, uh, generalize uh, two sense and then get it to a unified picture. Okay, unified uh, framework. The first is the policy, uh, flexible policies uh, or somewhat flex flexible policies are uh, accommodated. There are many uh, constructs from crypto and the non-crypto community. So, like the notion of ring signature and, uh, uh, or something like that, and say OSB, you wanted to play Linkway and others, and the hidden credentials, so I think you're already familiarized. Okay. But again, they don't have confident anonymous uh, credentials that we uh, mentioned there. So to people like me or the crypto community, the unlinked community is really uh, kind of uh, essential, but maybe not to many other people. And then the privacy preserving uh, like this very nice constructs, but they don't really uh, accommodate uh, policies, real life policy. So the conclusion is that we have a kind of general technique, but not general enough in the sense that we only, our policies can only be a certain class of, uh, of uh, formulas, okay? And then we kind of uh, unify, so achieve some extent of unification, <laughs> but um, not, not, not the ultimate goal yet, okay? So that's why I said this is just a first step. And we have many, many, really many, many. I, I, I don't even want to try to write it here. So for example, because the size is a proportional to the size of the, of the uh, circuit. So if we can choose logarithm or logarithmic or even constant size, that would be very nice, isn't it? Independent of the, the number of inputs, okay. So it, it, I think for the, even for the class of uh, formulas, it's very tough. However, for a very specific class, it's possible. So we, we have some clue, but the, the details are not worked out yet, okay? And then we said that we can achieve revocation, but we are very uh, specific of the whole policy which we consider, right? So how can we achieve that without uh, imply, imposing this uh, restriction? And then right now the policy is protected. It's, it's, sorry, it's public. So how can we make it a secret? And then uh, even if uh, the, the uh, policies are protected, say like, but still could do a uh, inference based on just uh, the query answer. Indeed, uh, in another context, I have a work which 
certain policies or certain knowledge in that country, can you really quickly be uh, uh, recovered with a very small number of queries? So we need to kind of really qualify. Okay, so it missing is more paranoid. And then indeed, there are sort of other uh, very uh, challenging problems. So many things could be done. And then? Have you, you know, is there any implementation of this algorithm? Not yet. No. I'm trying to find the students to, to, to do that. I, I really want to kind of, uh, to, so right now we're kind of at the stage of, uh, so I'm really excited about it, to kind of establish, establish such a unified framework. And then on one hand, it will like a, uh, make the policy part more powerful. I know there are many things it cannot express. And then on the other hand, make it more practical. So I really want to, after I kind of do more, uh, do, uh, doing more like this kind of theoretical design or investigation, and at some stage, I really want to build a system which can be uh, in particularly in like a peer-to-peer -peer system as a middleware. So I, I really want to do that. But uh, I'm still in the process of identifying students. Yeah. Yeah, in your definition, you have strong, uh, strong uh, properties. Like you require that uh, whenever someone wants to authenticate, he always provide the correct answer. But in most crypto uh, protocols, they say they will provide the correct answer with high probability. You know? So certain. In, in in your work, you mm -hmm. assume strong properties. Like, for example, if someone wants to authenticate, he always have to provide the correct answers or present the correct credentials. But what if? Uh, but in most of the crypto protocols. They, they have this uh, uh, probabilistic uh, technique. They say, okay, you provide the correct answers with high probability. Oh, okay. Right, so wouldn't that like complicate stuff in, in your case? No, no, no. So, no, so I, I think uh, there, are, there are two different uh, levels of abstraction of things. So, say in the case of the uh, uh, proof uh, the sigma particle, so the guarantee is not really 100%. So, but it is one minus some negligible probability. So by negligible, it means, okay. So even if the other say probability is a polynomial time, you cannot achieve. So, you, so which means that even if after polynomial uh, uh, instance of composition, it is still preserved. So <laughs> that doesn't hurt uh, at all. Uh, the questions? So I think you should say.